The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys Podcast. Today we are talking about Succession, Season 4, Episode 8, entitled America Decides. But not really. Kinda seems like a handful of broken men in a closed office decide, rather than America. Uh, With me today is Justin, as always. Hello. Hi, and I'm Ryan. And, you know, information, Justin... It's like a bottle of fine wine. You store it, you hoard it, you save it for a special occasion, and then you smash someone's fucking face in with it. Just another one of those um, all-time mm-hmm. greatest lines delivered in a television series yes. by none other than Tom, Tom Wamsgams. Tom motherfucking Wamsgams, dude. Yeah, I mean, stack another brick on the structure that's currently being built to tell everyone writers actually matter. The strike needs to end in a way where the writers are happy because they keep writing lines like that. And uh, this is a, you know, eighth episode of a fourth season, final season that we have. It's been a wild ride. and. We've been hoping and praying that it continues uh, the excellence that Succession has had for its entire run. Uh, Actually, uh, Adam and I over on the Patreon, by the way, patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z. It's a dollar a month. You get like four extra hours of podcasts every month for a dollar. Pretty good deal. We are this week doing our top five TV episodes of all time. That that will be out later this week. So I had to put together that list yesterday. And I started with like 50 episodes. I whittled that down to 18. And I finally got to five. It was a backbreaking pot process because I, I gosh dang love TV. Of all TV ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite episodes of television ever. How, how did you do that? Because my wow. It took like two hours and uh, Adam was like, no, I just thought of them. And I don't know. I wrote them down. I was like, well, that's you. And this is me. I, I came up with 50. I did some sort of bracket system that had a Swiss bracket and a loser's bracket. And, a, and I, I had to really put a lot of thought in. But it was a fun exercise that there were... Uh, two episodes of Succession that were in my original 50 that I pared down, The Pilot and Connor's Wedding. Connor's Wedding, this is a bit of inside baseball prior to the people who actually get to listen to the, the top five list that Adam and I do. Connor's Wedding ended up being my number 10 episode of television of all mm. time. Hell yeah. So 
we said when it aired, like, is this a top 10 episode of television of all time? And now I know definitively that for me, it is. You did it, dude. You, you solved the equation, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I did. But that is on IMDb, the second highest rated episode. The first is now this one. America Decides. I don't know if I personally put it first. I think I still have Connor's wedding above this. But yeah, another banger. An excruciating hour of television to watch where the Sibs are lording over uh, America's presidential election between Jared Mencken, who is basically like Trump on crack. I I saw a... Uh, an interview with Jesse Armstrong, the creator of Succession, where someone was like, is Jared Mankin just Trump? And he was like, no, Jared Mankin is the personification of what can come after Trump. Like what Trump has opened up the floodgates for. And this is what can happen afterwards. Just a fascist who will say anything who actually has the ability to win. That's Jared Mankin. Do you like it, America? (laughs) Congratulations, America. You did it. You did it. It's also fun because the actor who plays Jared Mankin plays the DA in Perry Mason. So I've been seeing him on screen a lot lately. Hell yeah. And and he does a really great job. Is he equally as unhinged in Perry Mason as he is in this? No, he's like a good guy in Perry Mason who you're rooting Mm -hmm. for. So it's fun to see both sides uh of yeah a, a maniacal dictator come to power rather than a uh district attorney who's just trying his best in 1930s Los Angeles it's it's very different so you would put Connor's wedding above this episode America decides yes 100% really yeah i think this is the second best episode that the series has had so far but uh you know the moments in which so Let's talk about expectations very quickly, because I think that's what the the center of of this episode is, mainly because Jesse Armstrong, before the season started, was asked by a reporter a question that I don't think is fair, which is, what episode do you think will shock the audience the most? And he answered this one, again, we've said in the past, you can't answer Connor's Wedding because it's the third episode, and that gives it away that a episode that early in the season would have just kind of like a mic droppy moment. But I think with my expectations raised for this episode to have a moment like that, uh, I was a little bit too ready, a little bit too eager to get to that moment. And then when it happened, it was not underwhelming, but whelming. (laughs) And, and like Sam and I literally looked at each other. It was like, this was supposed to be it. I mean, it was it was intense. The whole episode was intense, but it's really just a game of expectations. And if I had gone into this, all I'm, I'm saying, basically, I wish I went into this episode with lower expectations than I did. I think it's th- I think these two episodes are awesome compared side by side to each other, because I think from an overall show making movie making cinema making perspective connor's wedding is like you said it's like the easiest yeah that's a top 10 episode of television of all time Mm -hmm. just because of how much shit went into making that possible and happening and it being on film and having to reload that shit every 10 minutes or whatever it is like there the the aspect of so much going on 
behind the scenes makes that episode and elevates the episode to a mm-hmm. point. But the episode itself in the way that it was filmed is shocking, but it's, it's, it's just a totally different style of stress. I guess would be my my biggest uh, difference maker between these. I would, two I would I, say the shocking moment is Logan dying, right? But they don't. It's not built up to a moment. It's just given and thrown at you, and mm-hmm. then they. Uh, it, it's again. It's a totally different uh, delivery of shock than it was. Whereas America decides is more. You know, build, 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 build. Tension, 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 tension. Bam. Uh, I guess more of a, like a stereotypical shocking episode, but yeah, yeah, it's it's working its way up to a betrayal, or at least figuring out Kendall and Roman. That is figuring out that Shiv has betrayed them, right, and is angry at them and is against them a hundred percent because they threw her to the side, which they did, and Shiv has one oversight that Kendall might call the guy she just pretended to call, which he does. And so, yeah, that moment where he's talking to Greg, a Greg that is uh, newly scorned by Shiv, so doesn't have any love there, isn't willing to isn't willing to defend her at all because she just kind of slapped him around a little bit. And Kendall looking through the glass and then coming in and dropping the bomb. Those that five minutes, I think, is it's more so. Okay. Also doing this list of top episodes, I got into a lot of what are my favorite episodes of Game of Thrones because of course. those episodes are going to be up there. And there were a lot of them. This is like, I think the difference between an episode like Watchers on the Wall, where the cinematic masterpiece that is that episode, because there are 360 shots. And there are long shots going through the entire battle and there are shots going over the wall and back to Jon Snow and keeping all of the stories in line in an interesting way. That is very Connor's wedding, whereas this is more the red wedding, right? Where a moment's being built up to and then you are taken aback by when it finally happens. I I mean I I'm not I'm not saying this episode is better than the Red Wedding because I, I don't think better, that, I, I don't think that's true for you. I got sure. a better comp for you. I'm going to sure, say do it here. Do it. This yeah. episode I would more, I would equate more to Battle of the Bastards mm-hmm. because again same similar level of just total cinematography just a fucking impeccable episode to begin with filled with stress but you kind of did know what was going to happen essentially during that. Obviously we're spoiling Game of Thrones here but Whatever, there, dude. If you haven't watched it yet, it's your fault. Yeah, it's this is your fault. I blame you. Um, but John going into the the fight, you know, you kind of had an idea. The plot armor was in the realm. You you could see where the battle was going to go. Um, so the the shock and awe value of it wasn't so ground shattering, but just the general theme and the general experience of actually watching the episode. I would say is a better comp to America Decides because we knew Shiv was going to kind of get fucked. We knew something shocking was going to happen because the director said so ahead of the season. Right. But it didn't. I, I'm, dude, honestly, I like I was so uncomfortable for this this hour, man. Like this this episode is easily number one total series for me right now. I'm mm. in the honeymoon stage. I get it. Sure. 
But the, the like you said, that five minute sequence at the end of them in the room, the three sibs and him walking out and making the phone call, wrapping around Greg, walk back in the other sequence. I was like on my feet in my <laughs> living room, just like, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So let's dig down into the episode a little bit. Greg and Tom are riding the white pony while ignoring a fire in Wisconsin that anyone could have done. We don't know. We have no idea who did that fire. And Tom is getting ready to put on the show of his life because he knows that even if it goes well, his head might be on a spike if Matson's deal goes through. And even if it doesn't. And a screen kind of flickers out, a literal screen which then propels the siblings onto the newsroom floor the night the election is occurring. We also know that Greg knows about Matson and Shiv now because Matson and Greg did a bunch of coke the night before, so they're best buddies. And while Tom's future is, if the Matson deal goes through, not looking great, Greg's stock is on the rise. Bye, 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 bye to the moon. Yeah. Yeah, Greg's stock is diamond hands, and we're all on board for it on this goddamn train into hell. <laughs> Greg, 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 Greg. <laughs> While the stock of Connor, I suppose, the side I was on the most, is a, it's, it's not going great. He is finally talked into dropping out so that Kentucky could be won by Macon, and then it's not won by Macon. <laughs> so that's a bummer. But... Connor concedes and then gives a completely unhinged speech <laughs> that I loved to death. Just I dude, when, when I knew in that moment as he was giving his like little press conference, I was like, I cannot wait to talk to you about this because mm-hmm. I knew that you would just be giddy. Was like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like I knew he's dumb. Like everyone knows he's a dumb dumb. But it sounded like a like a 4chan message board comment. <laughs> just, what do you do? What do you do? Just not even Con a comment, just a whole, a whole conversation by one person just spewing bullshit. Oh, it was beautiful. I loved it. So then we get to the place where if Mencken can claim Wisconsin, he may win the night. Roman is eager to hand the whole thing to Mencken because of multiple conversations those two men have had over the years. And... Roman does see that his stock is 100% connected to if Mencken wins or not. You do kind of get the feeling this episode more than the others that the three sibs are all out for themselves now. Right. And if anyone's stock has risen the most, it has to be Roman's because he won. We don't know what winning is as of yet, but he did win. A newly baptized Kendall, who I thought was going to come out guns blazing, was lost this entire episode. He he has to choose whether his daughter gets harassed for the next four years or if his news organization uh, does better when he hopefully keeps it when the Matson deal gets flushed down the toilet because he knows Mencken will help that happen. So he's like choosing a fascist over America and his daughter simultaneously. And you can see that internal struggle happen in real time to him. And he has like one win, right? 
And the one win is that Greg tells him the truth. So yeah, he gets to go yell at Shiv. But what is that compared to him flushing any bit of moral continuity he has down the toilet? So again, I I want it. It's one of those things where you wanted Connor to be present so bad and you wished so many things into fruition, hopefully. I this episode, the next episode and the finale, in my mind, is the the setting up of family and friend betrayal for Kendall mm-hmm. in my mind to so Shiv's this is Shiv's episode. Roman's going to win him Menken. They're going to get things. Things are going to happen with the deal. Maybe who knows what's going to happen in the next two episodes. But so one of two paths for me now are either Kendall fucks Roman over and then the prophecy is fulfilled and he's taken over. His, he's exactly his dad. He takes over the business. So on and so forth. He's, they've got Gojo now. He does. He does this thing and becomes Internet Man, where his father was cable TV man, essentially, or whatever, what have you. Or Kendall was the red herring the whole time, and it's it's been Roman. Roman's been the like you said, the stock on Roman's going up, 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 up because it's essentially these two now are in the driver's seats, and I don't know. It's oh, it's just it's too good, man. It's it's just yeah. too fucking good. I don't know who's going to win, which is exactly. why this show is good. Hundred percent. Right? Like the writing is. So good that the future is unclear. And I I don't know who I'm rooting for anymore. Maybe nobody. Because this <laughs> episode, more than any other, I think, brought us back to Earth on all these characters. Roman is still that guy who was making the the child in the pilot hit a home run or whatever the hell for a million dollars, right? Right. Roman is a bad guy. Kendall is too. Shiv also sucks. Tom sucks. Greg sucks. They all are morally reputed people. Like they, they suck. They're bad. And any moment that you root for them just has to get clawed back in the, like, at the end of this episode, do you like any of them? So, uh, hmm, hmm. Okay. Uh, like personally, fuck no, dude, these people are trash. Uh, do I, am I rooting for anyone? I'm rooting for Kendall mm-hmm. particularly because that's the, that was the decision I made circa the beginning-ish of the season that it was going to be, the whole series was going to be about Kendall's path to becoming his father and so on and so forth. And we talked about that obviously, but uh, so for personal reasons, I am rooting for Kendall, but I hope they all fail and burn and crash. Yeah, I think you're rooting for the fan fiction that we have sort of built up over this. Exactly. uh, uh, Over this last season. But yeah, I mean, Roman is a genuine bigot. He barely needs business motivation to embrace who Mencken is. False flag. Okay. False flag. You can't just keep saying false flag. False flag, baby. The little (laughs) face. False flag. God, Kieran Culkin is so fucking good. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Kendall is weak. That is what is hardest to like. I don't know if I'm rooting for Kendall as a character or I'm just rooting for the weakest guy of the bunch to grow a pair and do something with it because he's always been weak. Was the last five minutes, though? Was the last five minutes of the episode not a shift? I don't know. I don't give him those five minutes at (sighs) all. He is given new information from Greg uh, about Shiv, a person that he feels just fine with uh, telling to their face that they're a dick and that their time is up because 
she's his sister and they've been fighting w- w- bickering since childhood and and now they're here but like does that translate to the quote unquote real world i don't think it does because there are moments in this episode where you can watch him realize that he is now divorced from reality and betraying himself over and over again and he doesn't overcome those and yelling at his sister i i don't give him any credit for that's something he's always been able to do he also did yell at fucking tom in this episode too which was a fucking awesome scene where he yeah i don't know i don't remember what what did do you remember what tom said basically said some snippy thing to shiv and he's like mm-hmm. watch your mouth tom yeah and i was like hey yo yeah i mean that i think comes from an earlier conversation between shiv roman and kendall right. where they're like do you want us to fire we will right like he's a pawn in this game we don't give a shit about him we, we will jettison him to the side do you want that even i'm mad at you because you know you're trying to ruin me but i'll i'll, I'll still stab tom you want me to stab him do you want me to do you want us to kill him we can kill him it'll be I'll easy kill that fine. guy no right problem. now I don't know where Colin is. He hasn't been around in a few episodes, but I'll make him stab him. We'll call him. We have his cell phone number. He's probably still very sad. So he's definitely going <laughs> to want like a real like retribution murder. Maybe. I don't know. So yeah, Kendall hates himself and Roman loves himself. I'm not sure which one of those I like more. And Shiv is a hypocrite. She imagined herself as the good guy and she is obviously not. She is also willing to flush America down the toilet for her own personal gain, something all three of these characters are not only capable of, but want deep in their bones. And the moment I think that all comes to a head for her is when she finally tells Tom that she's pregnant, at which point Tom says, is that even true? Is this just a ploy? Uh, Another power grab? I don't know what she was hoping that moment was like she was hol- hoping to hold that over his head. She was hoping that that was a power grab for her. But then Tom just like punched her in the face with it metaphorically <laughs> by just being like, yeah, I don't, do you not remember what happened last episode? Like we yelled right. at each other on the fucking that balcony. I don't trust you at all anymore. And I have to be completely out for myself. I am not 1% on your team anymore. This is all leading us to an end game that is rapidly approaching. Everybody on this show is terrible. They're human, so they have the ability to be redeemed in their own eyes and in ours. They're all broken, which is another obvious fact that this episode brings out over and over. It feels like a a fact that every episode brings out, right? Where these are people who are yearning for love, but also while maybe looking love in the face that don't recognize it. And at the end of this episode, there is that moment that I really enjoyed where Jess and Greg are like asking themselves, like, is this what's really happening? <laughs> like this guy, this is the guy that they're all choosing. Like, e- e- Even if it's the right call for the business, is this what they're willing to do? And for someone who I guess grasping at straws, the community of watchers has been saying that Greg's kind of misplaced this season. I like the sequence between him and Jess, where they're just like, you know, I, I guess it would go on if I didn't do it, but if I do do it, then it's me. So I don't, should I? And she's like, well, the, 
somebody tell you to i don't know like what are we fucking doing here like (laughs) that was that whole sequence was just so and it's crazy too because obviously the parallels to like reality and obviously it's not like oh this is what happened and fucking whatever but it's it's just one of those things too where it's like uh like life imitates art and vice versa sometimes it's like just envisioning the inside of all these cable news networks on nights like that being so stressful, being fulfilled with decisions like this is, again, that's why I was just purely on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, this is the horse that we've beat the most, I believe. But I still think this is going to end up being, you know, <laughs> I was about to say the best show of all time, which I do think that's where it's going. I I don't know what it has to do to be my favorite show of all time, because I think those are two different things. I think being subjectively the best television program ever and being my favorite aren't the same. Uh, I I think it has the ability to end where I will put it above uh, what I always say are my favorites, which are Game of Thrones and The West Wing. But I do have this feeling deep in my bones that it probably won't be my favorite at the end, but I will concede it's the best. Where are you on that conversation? I... I'm firmly still in the camp. Again, Game of Thrones syndrome, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. Um, I need the end. I need the conclusion. And then I will make my decision there. I, I'm i in the same boat where, where you're saying is like your favorite show or my favorite show isn't necessarily the best show ever. So like Breaking Bad is a perfect example where I, I'm, I'm above average. Breaking Bad is like a solid eight, mm-hmm. eight, eight, nine out of ten. But realistically, it as a whole piece of media, I think has to be considered one of the best shows ever because I, it it didn't really have a slow season. It didn't really have any parts that really just tore the community to shreds online, and it finished in a way where everyone went, "Huh, that was a good show." You yeah, know what I mean, like you have Game of Thrones, you have all these other things where like there'll be one season where people fucking hate Ted Lasso, another perfect example where this season the internet's just fucking on fire. Sure. When it comes to the show, because people are just uh, so like just so upset about it. If they again, I, I'm I'm in for Roman. I'm in for Kendall. Either of those becoming like the guy at the end of this, I think that would be a fitting ending, and I think it would be a total package ending where you can go back and look to the first season and kind of start drawing your total show lines across and go, okay, that was a moment where he learned that from um, his dad and so on and so forth. So I, it's already up. For, at least top 10, at least top 10 shows all time. Um, I think it has the opportunity with a solid ending to just bump right to top five, if not more there. I, it, no one no one will be able to replace the Game of Thrones in, in its entirety. You yeah. Know, season eight sucked and it was tough to sure. watch, but like having, like, what other show did you have watch parties for? You know what I mean? None. So it's like, that's ever? Right. It's just uncomparable greatest show ever. It sucks that the ending was trash but yeah still uh, again this this would be more of that breaking bad area if they can if they can close this and make the ending good where it's just kind of undeniably one of the best shows ever whether you're into it whether it's a subject matter you're not into some people like fantasy some people like sci-fi it's one of those things where you kind of just have to look at as a package you go yeah that's that's a top of the fucking line right there 100 percent. i'm with you 100 percent on breaking bad i think i've said this before but it's not a show that I actually particularly enjoy, but I can right. concede that it's a great show. And those two things aren't mutually exclusive. 
uh, and the West Wing and Game of Thrones, both shows that have some seasons that are straight terrible. Uh, right. Well, Game of Thrones more so than and, and straight terrible to the general public. Uh, I personally, I'm not as down on seven and eight uh, Game of Thrones as most people. And when Aaron Sorkin left the West Wing, it was a whole other thing. So it, it's not it's not the same show to me. But this show, because uh, like Seinfeld, that's sort of decided to go out on top. Uh, it it has all the. I think my big takeaway from the end of Succession is going to be the Kendall Roman thing. Who wins there will be interesting and will matter a lot. But I think Very we've gotten so. to a point where Shiv is definitely not going to win. And if she did, it would feel Ish. weird. Yeah, that would be a season eight Game of Thrones type shit. Yeah, if like her just, and Matson somehow like it, fucking overrun the deal. Right. It just it doesn't make sense narratively at this point. So I think what will make this show truly great is if her ending is satisfying. Because now she's not in the running to win. But how do you get to the end of this and go, well, holy shit, even with the Shiv storyline, that is if they pull that off along with whatever happens between Roman and Kendall, because I honestly think there's not, there's not even a large opportunity to jump the shark there. If, if they kick ass with the Shiv storyline, that's the whole, that's the kick caboodle, baby. That's it. I, so I, depending on, okay, I'm confident as hell that the ending is going to be good because it feels like they're lining up a Roman versus Kendall finale or whatever mm-hmm. what have you and i think you could almost wrap the rest of the cast up in a timeline of thumbs up all around of them just like kendall fucks everyone over and then you have a montage of everyone that has been involved in the company living their best lives in retirement or at another employer or something right. like that connor and, then, and willa being happy right then shiv and probably not tom at this point because that would be kind of weird i think right yeah <laughs> so tom, shiv and a new puppy or whatever with a kid maybe even to wrap her timeline up she became a mother and she did it like her mom said you know and tom like you're not fit to be a parent so then she gets her happy ending there and then whatever happens with roman and kendall the opposite whoever doesn't win the company essentially is you know uh like for let's let's just say roman wins the company kendall's off you know making an app with a bunch of little fucking sweet fucking (laughs) sandal wearing like beanbag ass office people you know what i mean like he's living his life and then you know let's say kendall wins and roman's I don't even want to know what he does for fun. Him and Jerry. Like, sure. <laughs> live, yeah. Roman and Jerry live happily ever after. You know, that, I think it's easy. It's very easy. And I'm hoping that that's the direction it's going. Because if that is, then there are two options. And the rest of it is, is cake. Isn't For me, at least, I think, as far as an ending is concerned. I think the only way Tom and Shiv end up together is if she loses the baby. And Whoa. that's not... I'm not rooting for that. But oh, dude, I, come on. I, I know. I just I just thought of it like, oh, that does seem like it does seem like something they might do, though. I'm writing down in my notebook here. Uh, Brady hates babies. That's so. true. There it is. You're not wrong. You know, uh, in the past, James has done something similar to this. Uh, and I, I want to uh, have you 
uh, do this quiz because oh boy, quizzes are fun. Uh, this is which member of the Roy family from Succession are you? And oh, Justin's about Lord. to take this quiz. They're all terrible people, but that doesn't stop from you being obsessed with the Roys from Succession. Sometimes amid their endless cycle of backstabbing, you might even find yourself wondering which of these capitalist monsters you are most like. And here's the beginning of the quiz. So, first one is, pick an HBO show, Big Little Lies, Barry, Euphoria, or Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Sure. Pick a vice, power, sex, drugs, or alcohol. Power. Yeah, power. <laughs> Pick an ally. Nan from, uh, was it PGN or whatever? Nan, it you don't even have to read the rest. I do, in fact, have to read the rest. Fuck. Willa, Rhea. Oh, Ray, Ray hasn't been around in a while. True. And Jerry. Ooh, I'm still going to go with Nan. Let's go with Nan, baby. Pick an event from the show that was your favorite. The underground party that Roman brought everybody to. <gasps> uh, uh, the wedding? Whose wedding is this? This isn't Connor's wedding. <laughs> this is... Shiv's? Yeah. Yeah, it's Shiv and Tom's wedding. God, I forgot that even happened. Me too. Uh, the dinner party? That's what, like last season, two seasons ago? And the roast? Um, the underground party. Yeah. Yeah, that's an obvious. Pick a Hogwarts house. <laughs> Slytherin. Okay. Slytherin. I didn't have to even read them to you. You know. I know. Pick a quote. If I had a year, I couldn't tell you my whole life. Wherever you hide, the party finds you. We here for you. <laughs> and I'm dumb, but I'm smart. I'm dumb, but I'm smart. Yeah. Pick a place to work. Cruises. Theme parks. The news. None of those. Is none of those an option? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100% none of those. None of them. (laughs) Pick a word to describe yourself. Depressed. (laughs) Mysterious. Powerful. And funny. Uh, Jesus. Funny? Yeah. I hope. If I was doing this without (laughs) any audience, I'd be like, easy depressed. Go again. (laughs) I hope that the, uh, my laugh made it in there too. Cause you'll hear that and be like, depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Pick a Muppet. (laughs) Jesus Insane quiz. Animal. Kermit. Miss Piggy. And Fozzie. Fozzie. Yeah. (laughs) There is a pension to pick the thing you heard last. Pick a game. (laughs) Checkers. Chess. Bore on the floor and Monopoly. Chess. Ooh, okay. Okay. Do you play chess? I do. Really? Yeah. You and me got to play sometime, dog. I'm terrible. Do you have the phone app? No. I have, I have it on the phone. Oh, man. You and I should play chess each other on the phone. Hell to the yizza. I'm so terrible. It's going to be fun. You're Roman. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're smart, but not a big picture person. <laughs> Oh, you know what this this was written this quiz was written before this episode i think sure sure you like cracking jokes having fun and letting everyone know you're not taking things too seriously you've got some very specific interests <laughs> like underground weird sex parties hell yeah and or desires that you're struggling to come to terms with but you've got some good allies in your corner aka possibly 
the next president of the United States, pending, most likely, court proceedings, because ATN called it from Incan and Wisconsin before they knew that was actually a real thing, because Darwin had both wasabi and LaCroix in his eyes. <laughs> That's what, the lemon water, Greg? What do you, like, I love Shiv in that, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Greg? <laughs> oh, shit. I gotta rewatch this episode. Yeah, I do too, because, like you said, there is a honeymoon epi- uh, moment with all of these episodes. Uh, I, I really do look forward to watching the fourth season again, knowing exactly what is going to happen. Mm. And because I do feel like it's one of the, it's going to be one of those things where you pick up on threads, you pick up on things that you didn't the first time, just because right. you don't know the future. You're not fucking all powerful, dude, and you don't True. know the, what the what's coming at you next. No fucking clue, dude. No, and it will be a sad, obviously, watching the fourth season, knowing that the con heads. Uh, do not come out on top because the uh, hope is real, dude. The hope, hope is was real. real. At the beginning, I thought he could be president, man. Damn, you're dumb. Yeah. Did you take the quiz yourself? No. Oh, I know. Hold on. Do I, if I press refresh, can it no, be save it? Save it for next episode. No, I'm doing it, dude. Oh dear. No, is that a good podcast? It's not for sure. No, you're not a good podcast, bro. Come on. dude. That's fucking clear. That's <laughs> been made clear over seven years of doing this. That I'm not good at it. Uh, we would have way more people listening if I was good. Like that's obvious. 